You're listening to The Blizzard of Osborne by Michael Sheen Cuddy. Chapter 21, The Sea of Opacity. A giant yellow balloon rises high in the sky as an 800-pound donkey struggles to climb on board. In the rush to escape, Assam got tangled up in his makeshift harness and was twisting and turning in the wind. The rope Cassie had looped around him had clamped his jaw shut, so now no one could understand a word he said. Good Lord, man, what are you trying to say? Box on toggle? Bog and tagging? Black and taggart? Then Cassie noticed the gear stored in a corner. Block and tackle! Assam nodded his head vigorously. Cassie and me, myself, and I worked together to crank the pulleys that lifted Assam high enough to pivot him into the gondola. With his feet planted on the gondola floor and finally disentangled from all the ropes, Assam let out a deep breath. Ooh, am I ever glad to be back with y'all. Where in Tarnation are we, anyway? According to my swiper, we're high above the sea of opacity. Does that mean we're getting closer to the pinnacle of a spire? That's rather difficult to say. All I can see here is water and more water. Oh, no. I assume we're lost now. We'll probably drift until the wings crash us into the sea, and then we'll drown, or, or die of thirst, or starvation, or hypothermia, or, or get devoured by sharks. Oh, no. Hey, that's a lot of assuming, Assam. Indeed. On the other hand, perhaps gentle trade winds shall carry us straight to the pinnacle of a spire. Well, one thing's for sure. It's a lot better up here than it was down there with the Skirlings. That's true. And so the wind carried them. The Dinka drifted along the vast air currents of the Malipian fray, onward and outward, until the sun sank, and the deep blue sky grew darker and darker, until it was black as an onyx, and the stars came winking, one by one, two by two, hundreds, thousands, far too many for numbers, and the silence of deep space swallowed them whole. It's so cold up here. 
Yeah, colder than those desert nights. And quiet. I ain't never heard such quiet in my whole life. That's true. We're too high above the sea to hear waves, but it's odd that the dinkus canopy doesn't make the slightest flapping sound in the wind. Yeah, this place gives me the creeps. <laughs> yes, well, how do you suggest we leave it? something. Assam, how did you know there was block and tackle equipment in the Dinka? Remember when King Hubaja showed us his hangar and boasted how they used the Mega Dinka to import gold, silver, and bronze from far-off lands? Well, I asked his servant how it was possible to load such heavy material into the Dinka. See, uh, having worked as a pack animal, uh, Questions of load-bearing capacity are of a special interest to me. Yeah, how about that? An ass with a brain. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, don't start bickering up here, too. No one's better than anyone else. Me, myself, and I has his swiper. Assam has his strength. And Sly has his uncanny sixth sense. In fact, you look like you're in deep thought right now, Sly. Hmm? Oh, uh... I've been wondering, who was it that attacked the Skirlings, and why? Well, it was the Iceman, of course. I beg to differ. It was the security forces of Empire Rail Services. I'd recognize them gray uniforms anywhere. Gray? I saw white uniforms, the white adamantine armor of the Iceman. It could have been both. I saw Skirling warriors charge in opposite directions. Maybe they are outflanked on both sides by two different enemies. Mm, that's possible. They have been known to work together when they have a common enemy. Could the Icemen have tracked us all the way to the Skirling encampment? Oh, we know that EIS security forces was hunting us in the desert. And they may have called the Icemen for reinforcements. Oh my god! Will we ever get away from these crazies? Empire Rail Services won't be chasing us over the sea of opacity. Now the Icemen... I'm afraid that's another story. You mean the Iceman could find us out here, too? Not to make you worried, Cassie, but the Iceman can go anywhere and do anything they want. Of all the strange things Cassie had seen since arriving in the Empire, talking snakes and donkeys, men who looked like Humpty Dumpty, the morning light breaking over the sea of opacity may have been the strangest. Instead of the gradual and very beautiful sunrises she'd seen in Mississippi and North Dakota, the sunrise here was shocking. It was as if someone flicked on a switch in a dark room. Suddenly, dazzling light blinded her eyes. Just like that, one moment pitch black, the next painfully bright. 
What the bloody... What in damnation? Hey, what's going on? Sly lifted his head and squinted, flicking his tongue into the morning air. The only one who didn't look confused was Jet, perched on the edge of the wicker gondola, staring out to the horizon, totally unconcerned that losing her balance could result in a fall thousands of feet down into the sea. I say, hand me the canteen, won't you? Cassie went over to Assam, dug the canteen out of his saddlebag, and handed it to me, myself, and I. But this is empty. Hand me a fresh one. That's the only one we have. What? For all five of us, you brought only one canteen? What were you thinking, girl? Hey, we were under attack. What supplies did you bring? I... I had other things to think about. Yeah, like what? Yourself? I secured our getaway vehicle. You'd still be down on the ground dodging rockets if it wasn't for me. That reminds me. How is it you knew exactly where to find this dinka anyway? <laughs> I used my swiper's KGPS to record where the hangar was when King Hubaija took us there. Once I had the coordinates, it was easy to map my way back. Yeah, sure. You were probably in cahoots with the Skirlings the way you were with the Narses. Oh, don't be absurd, you slithering nincompoop. Admit it, you were just going to fly away by yourself, weren't you? No, I was planning to pick all of you up. You lion egghead mother... Lightning? Out of a clear blue sky? Assam nodded at the sea below them. Giant water spouts were forming, great towering funnels of water spinning and gushing hundreds of feet into the air. A mild breeze suddenly turned violent and blasted the Dinka with bullet-like hail. Hurricane winds roared from one direction, then another. The Dinka spun and tipped, nearly dumping everyone into the sea below. Hit the deck! Stay as low as you can! Hold on, Jack! How do you steer this bloody thing? Oh, forget it. I told you you'd die for the death. Oh, my God!
next. One day in the pinnacle of the spire, history changed forever when out of nowhere, five strangers suddenly appeared. <laughs>